and welcome to For the Record, our bi-weekly show in which we take one recently released album and discuss it in depth. You can listen to us every other Thursday at 9.30 a.m. on BFF.fm or subscribe to the podcast at For the Record Podcast, all one word, dot com. This week we're talking about the debut album from a New Zealand band called The Bets, called Future Me Hates Me, and it starts out with a song called Great No One. always exciting to do the first album from a band and it's especially exciting when they come out of the gate with this level of polish this level of energy and this degree of i think speaking to the moment in which the music was made where it's this high energy catchy chorus and it's all about being caught in between the ache and apathy like it's just really how do you live in this world as a young person and and keep your sanity yeah i mean it's a it's an album that is kind of about a trite subject which is relationships and going in and out of relationships and how difficult it is but she you know their 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 sound is so fun and so hook upon hook upon hook that it's just you can't i felt myself having trouble not being caught up in it and just like cheering for all of them and and how uh, how charming they are. Yeah, the, this song is such a great choice I think to start off the album. It uh you know they're embracing the power pop style and they're doing the sort of verse pre-chorus, first pre-chorus. So you're really they're making you wait for that chorus and then when it comes in and we actually came in after that so we didn't quite enjoy that build up, but it really pays off that do I do I do is so sweet and so she's able to conquer and this is the lead songwriter and vocalist Elizabeth Stokes and she's able to do both a very kind of almost it's not talk singing but it's very kind of accessible and her New Zealand accent I think really comes through in a way that is very charming and then when she lets loose in the chorus and it's just this incredible sweetness and a fair bit of power Mm -hmm. and it's just Again, it's welcome to this album. You're going to want to listen to this more than once. And so the next song is the title track, Future Me Hates Me.
wanted to include some of the backing vocals there because I think part of what really sells this record for me is the backing vocals and the way that, you know, the lead vocalist is kind of winding through these very emotional sort of heartfelt moments of introspection and the backing vocals make you feel like everybody is like behind her and supporting her and it really picks it up in a way that I think just the positive and happy melodies wouldn't do on their own yeah and I, and I think in this case this song in particular is such a chance to highlight that in that we hear a little of it in the bridge where we it's almost just wordless la la ooh, ooh, baba mm-hmm. and you now get to hear a range I think in that first song you might have thought oh those backing vocals were also women but in fact it's three men backing <laughs> her up but I love that this um when you look at the I guess their Facebook page. And it's in addition to the, we're a band, we make music. It's also the fact that everyone is guitar and vocals, drums and vocals, bass and vocals. They all do backing vocals. And so you get just these wonderful counterpoint. And it then even in the end of the song, we get kind of a call and response where she's singing the the chorus while then they're pulling out lines from the, the verses and kind of you get this more counterpoint. And it's just uh, that layering is really impressive. And even structurally, I, on that first song, I called out kind of the first pre-chorus chorus. Here, we're actually getting the verse, and then it kind of morphs into what feels like a pre-chorus. Then this third bit that's still not the chorus. And so the level of anticipation is even greater for that just demolition of that, like that most romantic notion of just taking that leap of faith. Like, future me may hate me for this, but I'm doing it anyway. And it's just so romantic and powerful. And yeah, this is a like very- the idea that, you know, I know that I know of all the bad things, all the cons that outweigh the pros of like falling <laughs> in love with someone, but like you seem like you would be worth it. Yeah, it's it's profoundly romantic. And as poppy as this song is, I find myself kind of tearing up a little to hear it just because the depth of emotion and that, I mean, they're kids. They're just out of music school, I guess. And you see the, the video for this and they look really young <laughs> and yet uh, you get the sense that they're they have they've been through enough to start piecing together some wisdom and putting it to these just really poppy intricately structured melodies it's fantastic and they all grew up together and went to jazz school together actually and um elizabeth stokes who's the lead singer is plays the trumpet but they decided they wanted to make a guitar rock album and I think it's that knowing each other for a long time that you can really feel like they really just kind of vibe together and they each they're each incredible musicians in on their own but they really work well together you can tell that they each have an understanding of what the others are trying to communicate yeah and I think that they it's very earnest but there's certainly I think they have a sense of humor about themselves as well and I that comes through on the next track we'll hear it's called Uptown Girl.
almost a punk song with those buzzsaw guitars and the really fast drumming. The drummer is really good. And I have to point out, there's I don't think there's an attributed, uh, I don't know, I think anyone knows who that quote is dis- attributed to of resentment is like drinking poison and waiting for the other person to die. But I think it's well used in the song. Oh, and Hero is about to credit them for being incredibly clever. But of course, they're credible <laughs> in their choice of references to make uh, because it is such it, it captures it and it is that it's joyfully just the self-destructive <laughs> is uh, a good way to put it that it, I feel like it's anarchic. It's kind of hopefully hopeless. It's just all sorts of energy bundled up and it just boiling over. And, it, you know, insofar as this record is all about the emotional roller coaster of being in relationships and having relationships end. I think this really captures the idea of being in a relationship and you know that it's kind of falling apart and you don't really know what how to like end it or save it or you don't really know what you want to do, but it's just very emotional and chaotic. Yeah, you're kind of I, I want this to end and I'm I don't know I'm just gonna blow things start blowing things up as a way I'm looking for closure and coming up short. So let's just go rage and hope this is over soon i really like structurally this strips it down a lot i was talking about all this like verse chorus and multiple stuff it's just here it's just first chorus first chorus i do like that little hiccup where it just stops in the middle of the verse before picking back up and so it's i think really leading into that incredibly high energy uh chorus and just the sweet 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 voice saying i'm gonna put poison in my wine and it's yeah, I, I can't get over how the merging of the hard rock and the girl group poppiness and then these layers upon layers of harmonic backing vocals, which really go very ramped up towards the end of the song. And it is just a, a new combination of things. Like, I feel like they're not inventing anything new, but the, the synthesis here is really fun to, to hear. Yeah. And the next song we'll play is called You Wouldn't Like Me. One advantage of this band, I think, having a few different 
but notably different ingredients, like very distinct of the kind of rock and the sweet vocal harmonies, is that it's possible to put them together. And it's seemingly not that many ingredients, but in these just really fun combinations, like uh, this just has this incredibly poppy, I've been bad with the backing vocals, call and response is so cute. And then just the chorus just starts with this incredibly just aggressive guitar work Mm -hmm. counterpointed with the just again that sort of sweet vocals of you wouldn't like me Mm -hmm. and this just sort of depths of insecurity sort of slathered on with just like i'm gonna this musicianship is expressed so it's this incredibly confident musicianship that is expressing the sort of romantic insecurity all in one and as it builds through that that bridge is kind of a lot to get through. You wouldn't know how low it goes and blah, 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 or how, how far down it goes. But then that, like, I don't know if I'll like lose control, if I'll just keep falling, if I don't grab on, like, it's just, it's heartbreaking. And I mean, I think that's what I like a lot about this record. And I, it's, it makes it hard to believe that it's their first album is that there's so much depth to it. And this song in particular even adds hand claps, which make it even <laughs> more poppy. And so it's like, you can listen to it, the first time through and it immediately grabs you and it's very poppy and upbeat and it has that kind of 60s girl group sort of feel to it with the backing vocals and the la 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 in the in the background and at the same time it's very you know as you listen to it more and more you see how complex the songs are and how the musicianship is really fantastic the guitar solos are just very on point and i love the drumming like the drumming is so um, like aggressive in parts and then pulling back and really it really adds so much heart to the songs and her vocal delivery just even her accent kind of gives her vocals an interesting quality that have a little bit more depth yeah there, there's a sweetness but a, a huge richness as well and that that combination is just really appealing and when they're all singing and I guess she's playing rhythm guitar and then the lead guitarist is Jonathan Pierce. And he clearly, when he's given leave to cut loose, it's pretty impressive. So we'll go on, I think, to this next track that is, I think, the chance for the drummer to shine. And that's called Little Death.
may be the longest song on the record and it was really tough to find a place to pull out there because it's a really complicated structurally a song that's very structurally complicated and the part that we played is kind of towards the end and it builds up to that intensity but I felt like that last section was there was so much going on and the drumming was so fantastic that we really wanted to capture that part of it yeah this is such a showcase for the drummer whose name I don't want to mess up it's Ivan Lucatina Johnston wow which is a mouthful but he's a heck of a drummer here and by picking this section we didn't hear the crazy chimes that open the track and yeah his ability to just be straight ahead driving fast slow super melodic uh cymbal work that we hear a little of there and it's just again really impressive and just like all that you get that sense though that like oh yeah these guys could be playing super jazz seven four insane time signatures and are choosing to kind of strip it down a little and when they add a little of that complexity back in it's super impressive yeah and the guitars really keep the energy going on this song but don't they they almost kind of fade a little bit into the background and her vocals she's she's got this just doesn't her vocals don't let up and they really take the forefront along with the drums and then the guitars are just kind of driving almost rhythmic while the drums take almost the melodic piece yeah it's fun and that yeah their willingness that no one person even though Elizabeth Stokes is clearly the front woman and takes a lot of the attention there's just that feeling of a true collaboration where everybody gets to shine and it's just like well who is the right person to take the lead in this situation and that person's going to do it and it's inspiring I think for this track which is one of the more I guess optimistic positive kind of romantic it's not about oh i'm gonna regret this or oh now we're breaking up but it's just purely like that feeling of kind of your heart pounding in your chest and it's just super exciting and you don't know what's gonna happen but and even the positive romantic songs are not trite and that's another thing that i like yeah that that i there is depth to it and that you that feeling of it's not just oh this is exciting but it's like no this is scary and Mm -hmm. it's a good kind of scary but you feel every ounce of it and again that call and response and it's just this sort of you say my name you or it's like you said you'd said i die i die and it's almost that darkness and yeah the entire like petite more of how even at the height of romance and passion and then it just yeah it's very intense so we go from this just very i think eager kind of track to i think a much more ambiguous track called happy unhappy I love the breathlessness of her delivery here. And I think it's about a minute 
in 20 seconds of the beginning of this song where there's no break in her vocals. And it, it really, it kind of helps amp up the intensity of the song. And there's something about the way that she sings, she kind of talks sings, even though her delivery is often sort of flat, like she's not projecting a lot of emotion. It feels restrained, but something about the way that she sings and the way that she sometimes um brings the the tone way up that it's it it it, it conveys something that I can't quite well, yeah, no on. it feels very genuine like yeah. she's not putting on an act here it's just like hey this is how I really feel and to me this is a song where it's you know it's about that feeling kind of I'm falling for someone and kind of not sure how I feel about that and that ambiguity you you expect it to be not really as heartfelt necessarily as that previous song where it's just like, oh my God, I'm falling for you. Now it's just like, well, I'm falling for you. I, this, I, maybe I was happier just uh, being able to remember who was in that movie. Yeah, I mean, maybe it, it's that's it. It's not performative. It's more like it feels like your friend telling you how she feels in a song, but it doesn't, it just comes across as very genuine. Yeah, and and certainly I, I think this lyric of, you know, I was fine on my own, tall and steady like a dial tone, and yeah, the, a dial tone is not something that is aspirational. And so there's something, but it's also kind of reliable. It's like, it's there and it's predictable. It's always going to be the same. And, 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 the, and the complaint that you're taking up space in my brain that I need for, <laughs> like remembering to take out the bins and that the movie that that actor was in and like just rem- all this kind of mundane stuff. Yeah. It's and, anti-romantic. Well, yeah, it's but it is that I like that about it that it is saying like, well, I'm balancing all of this the great thing of feeling this way, although it, there's that sense of like, well, I don't know yet. You kind of this is early on like I don't know if this person is into me. Mm-hmm. And so I you know, you hope that she's going to get to the point where it's like, okay, she finds out this is reciprocated, but until she does, it's just extra she's out on a limb and it's really scary, but also pretty and just the backing vocals like they have found just this formula mm-hmm. and to do it on their first album is just remarkable this yeah poppy power pop backing vocals almost like a girl group except with only one woman and and some of that new zealand like dunedin sound jangle pop with a little bit of droney guitars oh yeah the variety of different guitar sounds that they're able to muster where it's just the kind of kind of gr- just rhythms and then various kinds of high ringing different kind of Mm -hmm. clear really able to just crank up the distortion when that's appropriate and they all feel organic and natural in the course of this of these songs and i think that's a testament not just to their skill as performers but the skill as songwriters like these are just impeccably crafted pop songs yeah again you don't expect to be saying that about a first album from a bunch of young musicians and there's a lot of variety in the songs too and the next song we'll play is sort of a left turn in terms of pacing and mood and it's called river run level one passed out in front of the tv screen turn up the volume but i'm not listening
I wanted to talk about the song not just because I love the galloping rhythm that's so different from the rest of the album, but I love this imagery of, you know, filling up with hot vapor and like feeling like so tense and angry and then recognizing that when the cool comes in later, it'll condense into water and become a river like tears is what I'm imagining. But it's just really great imagery. Well, tears, but also just like the water gives life. Like you feel this sort of overwhelmed now, but this will become, you know, part of your strength as a human as you grow up. And yeah, just this, I feel like, yeah, this is coming kind of as we approach the end of the album. And it speaks, I think, to this band's ambition that I think for a lot of the album, it's just pop that's really well crafted. But here, I think with the guitar sound, with the just the loudness of it all, they're bringing in a little bit of synth even, which there's not much that on the album. I think this is the only place I really noticed it. And I realized that that restraint is impressive. I think there's one song maybe where I thought I heard strings, but again, it's so subtle that they're keeping to this just guitar rock sound. And yet here they're letting it just be huge. And I, it's like, I could see these folks playing an arena if they're playing this kind of music. And so it's so great to think that they could play a tiny little punk club. And with this, they could play a, an arena and the, and her voice and that guitar sound and the amazing drumming and everything is so versatile. They're able to hit so many different styles and each time knock it out of the park. And it's just such an impressively self-assured debut. Yeah. I, I think this could have, if this had come out, 15 years ago this easily would have been my favorite record at the time i mean i think it's it's one of those ones that sometimes we talk about a record for the podcast and i am very tired of it by the time we record and this is one that i could keep listening to and it's just got so much great personality and so many different styles and it's so optimistic in its realistic view of relationships yeah it's optimistic without being naive and i think we all need more of that (laughs) so unfortunately we just missed seeing them in san francisco but if you're listening to this somewhere else maybe they're coming to your town because they're touring the u.s right now and i am i'm really excited about this band so um we've been talking about the Beths, and this is their debut album called future me hates me and you've been listening to for the record we're gonna go out with the last song on the record which is called less than thou thanks so much for listening by the sound of a warbling voice from a beautiful mouth trying my best to be less of a coward trying to be less trying to be less than thou another glance at the phone going on Another evening alone, collecting the love.